Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sonny D. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sonny D. <coughs> Pardon me there for that cough. Uh, I think... Uh, my voice is kind of normalized a little bit there. I think I got a little high pitched, uh, on the intro there to start it. Uh, I please forgive me for that. I think that was, I was, my program here is being a little glitchy, uh, off the start, but nonetheless, we're into the episode. Let's get into it. Um, as many of you know, I have started my own return to goaltending quest, um, last year, this year, and especially this year, last year was the first time I actually fully equipmented up. I don't know if that would be the right word or if that even is a word, but fully equipped, went on the ice, did some drills, took some shots, uh, felt good, but I knew that right there last winter showed me how far removed I was from any type of glory days of yesteryear. With that being said, it really piqued my interest in being able to see, well, how far can I come back? Um, and I've long felt like I left things on the table in my own quest uh, for goaltending and hockey supremacy and hockey success. Uh, many times growing up, I was my own worst enemy. And I've talked and I talk about that a lot on the podcast. I talk about that a lot in general, is just how if you can't be honest to yourself, it really doesn't matter what story or whatever you're telling anyone else. It comes down to what you're telling yourself, how honest you're being with yourself, and whether or not you can face reality. Uh, excuses serve no purpose other than to the person who gives them. And quite frankly, even to that person, the purpose is absolutely nothing. Uh, excuses are exactly that. They're shit. Um, they're empty words um, for not getting whatever the task might be done. Uh, and there's a difference between excuses and reasons and things like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, and what I try to instill back, and I think the, always the important learning lesson with anybody is you don't want to just learn from what they did right, but there's also a huge value in learning from what they did wrong, learning from their hindsight, and we always say hindsight is 2020, and that is so fucking true. I can't begin to stress how true that is. But more importantly than that, it's just, it's learning from those mistakes, being able to impart wisdom, right? It's, it's learning that makes you wise. And learning never really stops. And I don't mean to get too preachy about it, but it's true. Learning never stops. Growth never stops. And learning and growth hurts, right? There's pain associated with it. Uh, hence the expression "growing pains," um, but nonetheless, uh, as we look, as you know, as I look back, I'm, I, I can probably admit, yes, if I had worked hard and all of that, or worked harder, created more opportunity for myself when I was younger, yes, I mean, the potential there and the upside potential then is far greater than me throwing on the pads and having a early 30s midlife crisis, right? But at the same time, what I want to show is that, yes, I mean, there's still a lot of athleticism left in me. 
Um, and it also served as a motivating factor as I've tried to kind of change my lifestyle over the last, you know, two years or so, especially over the last year of just getting back in shape, getting healthier, uh, which knock on wood, uh, sidebar there, uh, got, uh, some results yesterday. Everything is fucking amazing off the charts. Good. So, uh, thank you all for your support there. Um, but again, that's there. You put in the work and you get the results you want. Um, but part of this, yes, my goaltending quest has been <clears throat> the idea of, well, let's just try to get back a little bit into shape. Let's try to be more active and let's just see how far we can take this, right? Like how, how much better can I be from the person that put on pads? I mean, must've been 13, 14 years. Like that's pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy how far we've come. So the real trek and kind of the hardcore trek started this year, um, in playing ball hockey. Uh, I had originally signed up to play in net for this, uh, tournament. It's called world domination. It's a one day tournament, ended up playing forward, um, blistered the shit out of my feet as we saw. And that was an eye opener in itself, but nonetheless, uh, a lot of fun and then signed up to play uh, winter league. Well, here's the crazy part. Uh, league organizers found out, oh, hey, you're a goalie. There's always a shortage of goalies. Guess what? You're in fucking net now. I actually hadn't played a game in net, whether it be ball hockey, sponge hockey, ice hockey, whatever kind of hockey. And at this point, going on 14, 15 years. Anyway, it's been an adventure. It's been a roller coaster. Some games, I, I kind of show those glimpses of yesteryear other games I just am stiff and old and have the flexibility of a 90 year old and um but nonetheless it's uh it's been it's been fun it's been it's, it's been a very interesting ride but now it's about pushing it that much further and especially here in the winter you know you, you kind of have nothing better to do with your time than train so as I get more into the training and stuff really trying to work and as I've talked about in the past that goalie shape you know, we talk about that a lot and, you know, athletic shape and sport-specific shape and sport-specific training. Well, it also goes into position-specific training. And if we remember when Colin Kaepernick was around in the NFL, and we're not going to get into the other stuff about Colin Kaepernick, but just when he was in the NFL, there was a big talk because he was big, strong, had those big, muscular arms, the tattoos, everything. And there's a lot of talk like, is his grow, is his mus muscularity going to get in the way of his ability to play quarterback? And that was the thing. And you listen to athletes talk, and I've and I've heard a lot of interviews and listened to a lot of interviews with, for instance, mixed martial artists. And um, a, a clip I'd heard one time from a guy, Frank Mir, former UFC heavyweight champion, was talking exactly about that and knowing kind of your own muscularity, knowing your size, being comfortable and familiar with your body, knowing how, for instance, carrying a little more size in your arms or in your back or in your chest or in your legs, how it affects your ability to perform, knowing which muscles it is you need to be stronger, leaner, whatever it might be, and trying to tailor your training and development and growth as such. And there's a lot of truth in that. And I, I knew that from my years of playing competitive high-level sports, and even now at a recreational level, is that such wise wisdom. And so for all of you out there training and looking to, be, you know, take your kind of career in the next step or your performance in the next step or that next level, 
understand the importance of kind of specific, you know, sports specific and position specific training. Knowing that a forward isn't going to train the same as a goalie. You know, a goalie is not going to train the same as a defenseman. Forward and defenseman aren't going to tra tra um, train the same. Understanding your skill set, understanding your strengths, your weakness, how to compensate for one, how to develop one. All of those things are so important in understanding and maximizing efficiency and effectiveness in your training, in your development, and seeing progress. Um, you know, it's, it's no different than when people just want to be, you know, fitter and they hire a fitness coach, right? And it comes down to, okay, the way you know that the program's going to work or the coach is going to work is knowing that that program gets you to your goals, right? Because everybody's at a different step. If you show up and you're already, you know, in shape, you, you work out all the time, but you're like, you know what, look, I want to add some size. I want to add, you know, I want to bulk up and I want to do it in a lean manner. I just want to be ripped and shredded. Well, if the, the, if the coach isn't there to do that, it's not a fit, right? Or if they're like, well, we need, you know, and they're pushing other things when that's not necessary, that's how you know it's a fit versus if they say, okay, you know what, or they don't work with you, that, that might not be their specialty. They might not be a bodybuilding type trainer. They might say, you know what, I'm about functionality or I'm about, you know, I help, you know, working professionals, uh, whatever it might be, traveling professionals. It's about finding that fit to get that kind of goal specific training in. Um, and by be, and, and by doing that, it applies to every aspect of our lives, right? Is you wanna be doing things that help progress your goals. And I mean, goals are only goals if you're working towards them. Dreams happen in your sleep. Goals are only goals if you're actively working towards them. So as you're working towards whatever a goal might be, whether it be an educational goal in your life, whether it be an athletic goal, whether it be a financial goal, whatever it means, it means putting in the time and effort to doing it. So, and, and you always want to do things in an effective, efficient manner because time is a finite resource. You only have X amount of time in a day, X amount of time in a week, X amount of time in a month, X amount of time in a year, right? And in your life. So you want to be maximizing that time and putting it towards productivity, production. You wanna maximize your production so that yes, you are getting the most out of your time, very simply. And kind of now as we, and, and as I watch, a lot of people in my age range, people I've gone to school with that would have been, you know, a couple years older, a couple years younger, as everybody's kind of lives now have kind of changed and take that next evolved step right into kind of grown up hood. So to speak, it's understanding, you know, how to get the most out of your time. When should, you know, finding time to exercise, finding time to go to the gym, finding time for activities for your kids, finding time for your kids, you know, doing things the kids want to do. The kids don't necessarily want to do the same things as you. You know, I know with my stepdaughter, a five, you know, she's five and a half. She's going to have completely different interests in terms of what she wants to do. So it's finding kind of a healthy medium. We find things that the two of us like to do together that both interest us. Things like music, things like dancing, things like skating. You know, she really likes, you know, to go skating. She really likes dancing. She likes music. We talk about the music. Uh, she called, we watch the music video channels and she calls them, can we watch music shows? So we watch music shows and then we talk about, do you, and she'll be like, Sonny, did you like that show or did you like that one? And you know, I'll be like, yeah, I like it. And she'll be like, well, I didn't. Well, why didn't you like it? And she'll have a reason. 
You know, we can have these discussions. So it's about using that time effectively, right? To create that relationship, foster that relationship, but also make the time enjoyable for both of us. You know, another part of it is when I look forward and project forward, one of the things I want to be able to show my kids is that ability that, you know what? Daddy doesn't give up. Daddy still puts in the work, whether it be in his work life, whether it be in his athletic life, whatever it might be, they see that hard and strong work ethic. You know, and I talked to Jess about that a lot. We, we, we always kind of, we're very much on the same page. There's, um, same kind of path and, and, and belief system there where yes, you know, if kids see you being productive, they see you putting in the work, it kind of instills that in them too. And if you're enjoying it, you know, you can put on a happy face in front of them. Those are subliminal cues to them that show them this is what I want to do. Um, and I think, and you know, I, I remember talking and uh, with friends and I mean, as I was getting, you know, kind of getting in those early adult years, it was funny, you know, for kids, my generation grew up in almost a spoiled generation. Our parents busted ass to be able to move into a nice home in a nice neighborhood. My generation kind of felt like, oh, well, we just get to do that, right? And I mean, that leads into other social and economic issues that we've seen over the last number of years, right? People taking on too much debt, household debt getting out of control, people extending themselves on credit, people having the need to buy the biggest, fanciest house, the biggest, fanciest cars, all of these things. And for me, I mean, it's, it's true. Like I, you know, I look at, but I was also exposed to the work and the sacrifice of it. I saw, you know, many of my family members that yes, you know, knock on wood, they might've had, you know, lucrative professions, but there was work. I was like, wait a second. It ain't all fun and games what they do. It's nothing like what they show on TV. It kind of fucking sucks. You know, I watched my grandfather work and bust ass and he would say, yes, I got, you know, I was working on maybe five hours of sleep a night. Like that was it to me. That was what I needed. I needed five hours. I got my five hours. But as he said, sleep got in the way of work. He loved his work so much that this is a true quote from him that weekends used to get in the way of being able to do his work. Imagine that's your sentiment about your work. And I consider that like, that's an amazing lesson there. Someone that not only busted ass to get a great profession, but loved and was so happy with that choice of profession that they actively missed being at it. You know, and uh, I, I saw the other day I was watching TMZ. I do watch TMZ. And uh, who was it? Oh, yeah, they were interviewing Mark Cuban. And he said, at a certain point, it's not about the money. Well, yes, when you've made a few billion dollars, I guess things do stop being about the money. But there is a, there's a certain formula to that that is included. We are generally, as human beings, more passionate about kind of, pro, you know, projects that that are closer to us things we want to do things we enjoy doing as they say find something you're passionate about and turn it into something to make money with you know turn a hobby into your gig into maybe whether it be a side gig whether it be your main gig whatever it is but be able to use that be able to do that you know i had um you know i had someone reach out to me early in the fall and they were like hey man 
go out and do the following things. And you know what, with your passion for hockey and stuff, man, you could turn this into a pretty decent side gig. I was like, that's actually not bad advice. Thanks, bud. So I started doing towards that. That's what I didn't talk about in another episode. But it's just about, mon- you know, about being able to apply our passions and things that make us happy into productivity. You know, and that's so different than, for instance, people that start, you know, that like myself with a podcast or people that have vlogs. You know, I watch in the poker community all these guys with their vlogs now. And, uh, you know, I respect the game. I respect the game and I respect what they're trying to do. I respect that they're trying to create content and trying to broaden the poker world and kind of show, you know, a different side of it. Bring some more attention to it. Bring more eyes to the game, more people to the game. I get that. I'm a fan of that. I don't have to agree with how they play. I don't have, that's not what I'm, I, what is the bigger picture? The bigger picture is let's respect the fact that, yeah, everybody has a right to earn a living and let's create a living, right? And I mean, for some people, I'm sure there are people out there that probably make more on their YouTube and on their vlogging than they do doing whatever their main hustle is. So keep that, you know, remember that. And, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to, I mean, for a lot of us, and I remember back in my university days or my end of high school days, I kind of wish in hindsight, well, we always wish we knew now what we, we knew then what we know now. We always wish that. But for me personally, yes, there, I, I wish there was an opportunity, for instance, to shadow in some other careers. That'd be something great to set up. And maybe in private schools, they have that. I don't know. And they probably do. I mean, that'd be a great thing where you can shadow, you know, an attorney, a doctor, a dentist, whatever it might be, a teacher, all of these things to really, truly understand what goes into a day-to-day aspect of it. I remember in my early years of university, I brought that up. I'm like, uh, they had the CAs had come in and done a talk. And I said, well, you know, it's funny. Um, what could we, you know, in terms of just understanding the CA, like, is there an opportunity to, like, shadow to see, like, this is the day in life of a CA? And maybe there's a few. And then, of course, there's one little kiss ass in the audience that has to be like, that would be impossible to do because CAs just do everything. Isn't that right? I'm trying to kiss ass the fucking presenter. I'm like, why the f- A, why the f- fuck are you answering for them and b like just stop speaking for the sake of being heard can be horrible and in this case it is so sit down and let them speak because what i've just said there had some value you know see what are some of the things that cas do do yes i get it they there's a wide scope to the thing but let's just see but instead you want to give smart ass answer because you want to be a little kiss ass. Well, I mean, at a certain point, but anyway, like that would be something that'd be very interesting. So I think when we in high, you know, in those years when we have to make decisions and trust me when your parents or whoever it might be, get on you and say, Hey, you know what? You need to kind of know, and you need to have a trajectory. People that have that know and have that trajectory. If you notice tend to put in the work, tend to make the sacrifices. And by the time they're 30, they have, they're where they want to be, right? So you put in a little bit of sacrifice and yes, I get it. It's hard. These are your young, energetic, you know, years where you're like, I just want to go out and party and have a good time. But fuck that. Fuck that. Put in the fucking work. Put in the fucking work. 
get what you want and I mean, by the time you're in your, I, we, I had a, a classmate of mine from high school who was already, who was probably the first one that I knew out of anybody that I'd gone to school with to have a grown up job. He was already an attorney by the time we were in our early to mid twenties, early twenties, he was already an associate at a name brand firm. And I was like, fucking a, like he's already gone. Like he's already fucking living life. Hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm in my second year of whatever. Oh yeah, I'm studying this. I'm doing that. What are you doing? Oh, I work at whichever firm. Oh, like as a, as a lawyer? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to study this is actually the area of law I practice in. Holy shit, you're using big boy words and you got a big boy fucking job. Everybody else is fucking around and you're already there, right? So it's just, it's, it's those things, right? I, I have someone who I went to classmate who's now, you know, a few of them who are now, you know, physicians, right? They knew what they wanted to do. Yeah, they had some fun in university, but guess what? They put in the work, they hauled ass, and now they're doing what they want to fucking do, right? We can be our biggest obstacle, our biggest wall in the way of what we want to accomplish and can accomplish. Not even necessarily want to, but what we could have accomplished. Sometimes the biggest coulda, shoulda, woulda is staring right back at you in the mirror. Right? And I mean, there are all these things where, yes, it's never too late for this. It's never too late. But understand that when it's never, too, whilst there is the truth to that, it's never too late. What did you do at that other time? And sometimes that's the hardest question to ask, ask ourselves. What did you do with that time that you could have been working towards this? Or you should have been working towards this? You know, so I mean, yes, sometimes in life we have to ask ourselves tough questions. But if we can't ask ourselves these tough questions, all we're doing is lying to ourselves and making excuses. And there's no person that it's worse to make an excuse to than yourself. And as I said just now, sometimes the greatest coulda, shoulda, wouldas are looking right back at us in the mirror. And we have to keep that in mind. So I hope this has been a little bit of a motivational episode for you um, rather than very content specific, but just wanted to reconnect with all of you, give you guys a little bit of uh, hopefully some motivation on Friday, TGIF. It's cold as fuck here in Winnipeg today. It is a balmy minus 23 degrees Celsius. Um, so yay for that. Um, I have gone out skating the last couple of days. Uh, yesterday was cold. Um, but I bundled up. I'm actually, I know I, I probably look like a fucking weirdo, but I, you know what? I want to put in the work. I want to, so I actually put on the ski goggles. So I balaclava, full balaclava. Then I put on the ski goggles. Then I have another hat that I put on top of that. I'm layered up because at the end of the day, why do you want to freeze? What do you prove to anybody by being out there freezing your ass and, and not you know, not being comfortable. No, you can dress for the weather, especially if you have something you want to accomplish. So put in some work. And I mean, when we talk about that, right? And we talk about, for instance, fitness and being more active, it is finding that time. It's, it is about being creative. So for instance, in the mornings, while I'm getting ready, while I'm making my coffee, while I'm setting up for the day, I have some dumbbells. I have some at-home exercises that I do. I do have a Bowflex at home. 
I have all kinds of exercise equipment at home. So it's about getting creative with that, right? Getting in that kind of, as I said, that, that supplement, that complementary workout, right? So I know my main workouts happen at the gym. Yes. That's when I go on the treadmill. That's when I go on the stair mats. That's when I go on the R bike. That's when I do the, uh, you know, lift the bigger, heavier weights, all of those kind of things. But doesn't mean if I have, you know, some dead air time at home, why wouldn't I choose to do some exercise or clean up around the house? Right. You know, I'm very blessed, um, in my professional trajectory that yes, I am a, you know, I do have the freedom, um, and flexibility to spend a considerable amount of time at home with that, with great power comes great responsibility, right? So it's understanding things like meal prepping, you know, keeping the house clean so that when people get home, they have a nice clean house to come to. You know, food can be ready at a normal time. You know, it helps us enjoy our time together as a family. Jess gets to come home. You know, Littlefoot comes in. There's food ready for her. She's just, at, you know, Littlefoot has a rough day at school. And guess what? She might want to just chill out, put on some Disney, Disney Plus, have some chicken nuggets brought to her. I'm happy with that. Right? It's the least I can do. You know, and, and we think about it like, oh, well, it's such a trivial thing that kids get upset about. Is it though? Because to them, it might be the most detrimental thing. And sometimes you just have a day. I remember the other, a couple of weeks ago, Littlefoot and I were just sitting and she just looks at me and she's like, and she just looked kind of defeated. And I said, you just having a day? And she looks at me as if I've just like hit the nail right on the head. And she's like, yes, just having a day. And we were able to connect on that and just understanding that. And I think she just appreciated the fact that here I was, this grown person, understanding that she was just having a fucking day. So nonetheless, as I said, work hard, put in the work, and you notice and, and you get the results you want, right? So for all of you, for instance, that are thinking, you know, changing, you know, changing jobs, you know, expanding your education for some of you younger people out there, you know, maybe you're not happy in the stream you're in. Now is always the time to act. The time for action is never tomorrow. It's always right now. The best time to act on something is always right now. So keep that in mind and hopefully some of the anecdotes and things we've talked about today um, help you out a little bit and inspire you a little bit. As I said, I have just as much, or I think there's just as much value in sharing things that could have, that I, I would have done differently or could have done differently as well as the things that I did right and successfully. There, there's, there is knowledge in learning where people went wrong in hearing that, oh shit, people make mistakes and that's a mistake to avoid right? So there, there's power and knowledge. Remember that. So anyway, I thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit podcast. I'm going to try and get this up later today. So you have this for this Friday. Uh, anyway, we're going to be um, probably, I think in the next few episodes, doing a little more hockey coverage. There's some things there that uh, I wouldn't mind talking about. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any big poker announcements that I've seen recently. Well, the WSOP's game, you know, as I've said before, uh, <coughs> pardon me, uh, WSOP has uh, jumped the gun and, and put out a lot of their schedule so far. And I mean, I don't even know if they have half out yet, but I projected 
and said, I think between Vegas and Rosvedov this year, they're going to get over 100 events, 100 bracelet events. I think this year is going to be huge. Uh, start a new decade. Keep, And I mean, it's one of those things, right? It's, it's kind of like that field of dreams dichotomy. If you, it, if you build it, they will come. But at the same point, you have to keep growing the sport or endeavor in a way that is best for everyone, right? So too much growth or rapid growth can be a problem. Like last year, we saw there were some logistical issues with the big 50. Um, is there ways to get around that? Of course there are. Do they Are there growing pains whenever you try something new? Absolutely. Did they still do a good job and put on a good event? I think so. Why not? 500 bucks, rake free on your first entry, and you get a shot at a million bucks guaranteed. And that prize pool up top. Yes, you're going to draw in whatever ridiculous thousands of people it was, whether it was 30,000 or whatever the hell it was. Are there ways that I could see an event drawing more than that? Yes, but that's the subject for another uh, podcast episode. But uh, there's no... there Other than that... I mean, yeah, there's been some spring things been announced. Maybe I think I think the win has an event going on. Uh, Venetian's going to be having one right away again. Um, but in terms of the summer one, I haven't seen any other summer ones being um, announced yet. And WSOP schedule hasn't even been fully announced or finalized yet. Um, just a number of events have been. Um, but we've talked about that in the past. Uh, so as I get news here about poker, we'll talk about that. Uh, so anyway... I do thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Uh, and again, thank you for the continued and growing support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. Really, it means the world to me. Um, also, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. Take care and uh, bye bye for now. <laughs>